and welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. You bet. We're here once again. There's a great energy in the gym. It's a week before Thanksgiving. I'm already ready to feast on both real tangible meats and foods and on the banquet that will be this podcast episode. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's great. It's great. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. We're fresh off of seeing Wakanda forever. And by fresh, I mean six short days ago. So we've had some time to marinate, just like you want to baste the turkey before allowing it to spend time in the smoker or oven or whatever cooking apparatus of your choice. We too have uh, basted our movie-loving souls in the wonders of Wakanda forever and are here to unveil smoky, delicious meats, which, as I say that out loud, sounds misleading and perhaps a little wrong, but that's okay. I'm just hungry for meat now. Right? Right? That's where I'm at. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when it comes to the Thanksgiving food, is there any Thanksgiving food that you don't enjoy? You got to avoid? Because I'm, I'm pretty all-encompassing. Cranberries have never really been my thing. I'm going to say, I don't, Some people love them. I don't understand the concept of cranberries mm -hmm. and why they are at Thanksgiving. Because to me, yeah. I hear cranberries, I think of them in juice, and I think of old people needing to poo-poo. Mm. And I don't need, know why I need that in a sauce by itself. Look, do you put it on stuff? Do you put it on like bread or something? People use it kind of as a secret weapon. Like it'll get intermingled with other more, in my opinion, appealing foods, whether that be the bread, the potatoes, the turkey. I don't personally get it. I don't. I mean, there's too many. Wow. And, and here's and here's kind of it's it's almost like a process of elimination question, right? It's like, hey, here's your half dozen Thanksgiving food options: turkey, mashed potatoes, right? Delicious. Let's say there's green bean casserole there. There's corn. There's stuffing. There's then there's cranberries. Cranberries is sixth on that list, and so I'm gonna fill my stomach up with things that. I mean, I forgot bread rolls of some kind. I mean, there's too many outstanding things to settle for something that I just don't find that appealing. So See, maybe someday I'll try it. My, maybe when I'm old. My problem, my problem with with it being like the secret weapon, that's what the gravy's for. Mm -hmm. The gravy's Correct. supposed to encompass Correct. that. And you're going to put like a weird fruit in there. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's, by the way, it's like purple. So it throws off the whole color scheme. You know, there's lots of like Thanksgiving is a lot of like beige, okay, and it is, and that's okay. It's a lot of dull colors, okay, and I think that's because you can put gravy on it, and it makes sense that the gravy's on there. Sure. So when the gravy's not on there, you're like, oh, this still goes together. But my point is, just for the sake of color, that, that that's not necessary. No. No. It doesn't make sense. No. I don't even know what it tastes like. And to be honest, it just is always like, I don't like how it jiggles. You know? Interesting. Stay away from me. Okay. You're not a leave fan of the, uh, of the movement. No, leave that to Jello. You know, you're supposed to be some fruit. I never understood that. And then everybody loses their minds. You know, we used to work at grocery store. And everybody's yes, losing did. their mind about cranberries. 
via sauce or just regular berries. Or bagged, in a bag. And you're like, oh, oop, you got cranberries? Y- yeah, I guess. We'll fill up half a bunker with them. Hope <laughs> to God those sell. Guess what? They don't sell any other time of the year. It's it... They only want them on Thanksgiving. That's so, how unthrilling it is. Sometime in our life, cranberries aren't going to be a thing anymore. It's, it's no. definitely a generational thing. And it's going to be sometime within our lifetimes where it just completely falls out. No more generations are eating cranberries. And Sorry, trying, cranberry farmers. And I'm trying to think of any other fruit or vegetable that's like that, where it's just, oh, one holiday. And you can make the argument for pumpkins, but still, pumpkin pie comes into play for Thanksgiving. So I'm calling them bullshit. And so, pumpkin pie is great all year round. It is great pumpkin, all year. Pumpkin bars are fantastic else, all year round. What else is cranberries in? Yeah. Nothing for a reason. Nothing. Yeah, it tells you something. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah, I feel like I exercised a demon. Yeah, a I think there. you needed to say that. You needed to have your words about cranberries. I didn't know I needed that. Yeah, well, and that's okay. And you know, speaking of mysterious, hard to understand produce, you know, let's talk about a movie that franchise that has to do with a herb that provides superpowers to certain individuals. There's my pull. There's my segue. Little, I'm just just so, reaching. Just, just reaching a hard. Reach. <laughs> oh, we got there. I was waiting. I was like, how are we getting there? I love it. That's why we go to see Black Panther and Wakanda Forever. We're there for the produce, man. For the produce. But we saw it. And it's been a few days. We've had a chance to kind of cultivate and harvest. I mean, I'm just leaning straight into the produce metaphors here. Uh, harvest our feelings and thoughts towards the movie. And so I think we start nice and broad, right? We're surveying the the dinner table. Spoiler alerts, by the way. If you oh, haven't boy. watched it, this, yeah. we're gonna dive deep. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting Real we're getting deep. we're getting in depth. So uh I'll do a little I'll do a quick recap. Okay. Quick mm-hmm. recap. So movie starts with uh a scene that I think we all anticipated of T'Challa passing right at the outside of the movie, off screen, right? We never see uh, Chadwick Boseman aside from the the Marvel intro, which I thought was a nice uh, and well thought out homage to Chadwick, uh, the actor, and to T'Challa, the character, to only include cuts of of his time as T'Challa as opposed to the myriad of marvel characters so we get that scene in the opening sure he's trying to save him of course cannot and then we get the funeral scene and from there it it really takes its time and i think that's a theme throughout the movie where all of wakanda is is in a state of mourning but it also jumps ahead one year so we we miss out for better for worse we jump ahead an entire year sure is in a I would say significantly darker place than her character was in the original and first Black Panther movie. Uh, she was an exceptionally like buoyant, vibrant, jubilant character, and none of that, none of that uh, in this movie, particularly at the outset. She's trying to find her way, and in the meantime, we get our introduction to. Not Atlantis, 
And we'll come back to that. Not Atlantis, but Atlanteans attack a vessel out on the high seas that is mining for and has discovered vibranium in the deep sea. They get smoked by these mysterious beings. Story, 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 story. <laughs> more, more things happen. We come to find out that there is a hidden world in the sea, or hidden kingdom probably is more, more apt. The world's a little broad. Hidden kingdom that is also based on vibranium. It's technology, it's resource, it's primary resource, it's backbone is vibranium. So an underwater parallel of sorts to the surface world of Wakanda. And this inevitable conflict emerges where the leader of this world, kingdom, Namor, essentially puts it out there that, hey, either we partner up or we are going up against each other. There's no in-between. We're either allies or we are enemies, and it's full force either way. So this leads to, again, more conflict. Namor fires some shots. Queen Ramonda dies. Shuri's ticked. Manufactures a heart-shaped herb for herself. Takes it. Becomes the Black Panther. Takes down Namor. And yet somehow everybody's buds at the end of the flick. Yeah, kind of. And then we find a, uh, oh, T'Challa Jr. is on the scene. And then the movie ends. So I painted with a very broad brush there. Very broad brush. But overall, let's bring it back in. What'd you think? What are your initial surface level? Hey, here, here are my thoughts. Did you like it? Hate it? Somewhere in between. It was, it was good. Mm -hmm. it, we finally had a seriously toned movie in the MCU, okay. and it hasn't felt like we've gotten that since maybe Loki and WandaVision, and those aren't even movies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sure. Because I'm trying to think. No, that's a, that's a fair observation where it wasn't trying really hard to be hilarious. Right. Yep. Looking right. at you, Thor. Yep. So yep. The, okay. tone, the tone okay. was good. Yep. Like, uh, There's humor inter yeah, interspersed but it's not to be forced. expected. And it comes natural. It's not the primary tone of the movie. Right. Yep. Like, it has its moments, but yep. it, the serious moments are still there as well. Right. Dominate more than the comedic humor. Sure. But, um, oh, where was I going? I had it. Um, but I think, man, this is, this is how I think. I think this movie would have beat Black Panther 1 if Chadwick was still around. Yep. And, and it sucks to say that, yep. but like throughout the whole movie, you just, you feel the void of him gone. Yeah. And I think that may have been intentional in some ways of like, we're all hurting that he's, he's gone. Sure. But like, yeah, I don't know. It makes me think like, I, and this isn't like, it might take it how you want it, but I feel like they should have just recasted him. Yep. Because I think T'Challa versus Namor would have been a lot more meaningful if they would have built like if this if they would have killed t'challa off like because chadwick like retired from the role in like mm. the like 
in a perfect sure. world. Sure. He's been Black Panther for sure. 10 movies. Right. He, he's ready to be done. Yep. Yeah, he puts up the claws. Yep. And then they're like, okay, now this is when Shuri comes in. Mm-hmm. And they built her up to like take the mantle. Yep. Like, I think it would have been a different story. Yeah. But this one just felt like, okay, this is what we have to do because we have to do it. Yeah. It was good. I Namor was fantastic. Probably the best part of that movie was yep. Namor. By far carried it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Cause I, I don't know. I we all I think we all knew Shuri was kind of gonna be Black Panther. It just I don't know. It, yeah, that wasn't kept as a secret no, in the marketing. I just don't yep. think we were ready for her yet to right. be Black Panther. I think that's part of it, and it's no one's fault because it's just life sometimes sucks. Right. And um, but yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I think it was a good movie. I think it's one of the better movies in the phase four by far. Like mm. I think I think it's definitely top five, but from like what it could have been if yeah. T'Challa was there. Like it if T'Challa was there, it would have been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I, I think the I think it's it's certainly a good movie. Um, the expectations that I had for it, or maybe even the hopes that I had for it, I don't think were were necessarily met um, because my, my hopes were really high. I, I was hoping for a banger of a movie. And I'll say this might be a movie that I, I watch. I know I'll watch again. And when I watch it again, I might gain a greater enjoyment uh, and greater appreciation for it. Um, but I, I am very much in lockstep with you in that there is a void in this movie and and it wasn't unintentional at all. They chose from a story perspective to have the absence of T'Challa just hover over every aspect of the characters that we did get to spend time with. I mean, Shuri spends the entire movie burdened in a really somber fashion by T'Challa's passing. I mean, her character, I think, got cheated the most in this movie because we didn't get really an opportunity, I didn't think, to see much of a transformation from where she was when we first saw her and interact with her in Black Panther and then where she began this Wakanda Forever movie. Like she's just upset. She's just bitter the entire movie. And that that was the one part of it that from a tone perspective, I could mentally understand like, yep, your brother died. I get it. And yet it was such an abrupt change from how carefree her character was that it was it was hard to go from the head knowledge of yeah this makes sense in theory but it just felt so off just off brand for who her character who her character was so i i agree with you i'm still going to fly that flag that you should just recast T'Challa yeah. and i don't think that's a disservice to Chadwick in the least I think his performance still stands the test of time. The and frankly, you know, to just jump to the end of the movie, they're recasting him. This is their way of recasting him 
without recasting him. They just produced a T'Challa Jr. that I I don't know if that particular character even exists Probably in not. the comics. I have my doubts. Uh, so just... You should have just recast him if you're going to do that. Just recast him. Just recast him. I think there were some... Some really stellar, there are outstanding actors that can carry, you know, carry the mantle, carry the torch, whatever you want to say, or however you want to phrase it. Um, but I think that was overall, it was a, it was to the detriment of this story. Now, if Kevin Feige is going, hey, you know what, story be damned, we're doing what we think is right for the like our family so to speak of filmmakers and actors and actresses like it would not feel right to them to have someone else in that role okay i haven't heard him say that necessarily i feel i feel like that might have came more from the black panther cast as a sure. whole rather than the and, and entire so, mcu yeah and so and so maybe that's a place that I, i'm just you know i'm being a little too cold here right that i'm right. missing so you know what if that's the case so be it. For, I'm I'm talking strictly from a story perspective. This movie was really limited by not allowing itself to have the character of T'Challa to saying, "Hey, that's off limits. We are going to forge ahead without that character." So that was that was a void. I think a void void is the right word for it. Also, that was just lacking. Also, how hard would it be? as an actor to come in and step into that role after everything that's happened. I think that's a difficult sell for somebody to take on that role too and be like, Oh, I'm feeling more than just a character. Yep. I'm feeling like, like this spot in all these, like, it's just, it's just wild to think about, I guess, in that, in that stance. Yep. So, but man. Yeah. So I, I both understand and wish that uh, that they would have gone a different direction. So overall, I, I agree. Is Phase Four? It's a, it's one of the better movies in Phase Four. There was it was not a bad movie. Like there have been movies that have been tough. This was not tough. It was beautiful. Uh, the cinematography was outstanding. The design, the depth of the world, whether it be Wakanda or actually, I gotta look this up so I pronounce this right. Talokan. Like the underwater realm of Namor, that was outstanding. I love the creativity. Again, you're right. Namor is the best part of this movie. I love the creativity with not even bothering to call this Atlantis. Like to take the character of Namor and reshape him in a way that was so both different from the comics and yet they grabbed, I think they found a great balance. They grabbed the key components of what makes Namor so imposing and so worthwhile. Like the fact that he is outrageously powerful. He is incredibly arrogant. He is. I mean, they they crushed that here. And he is extraordinarily protective of his kingdom and his people in terms of how he prioritizes them over absolutely everyone else to the point that he's looking to pick a fight, right? Like he is looking for a reason to go to war and take everybody else down. He's not a peaceful dude. He is a, he's a dog. 
this guy's a this guy is an absolute dog. So he was he was absolutely tremendous, absolutely tremendous. And first time I've seen this actor in anything, uh, Tanak Huerta. Tanak Huerta. I'm just looking up his filmography. I I don't know what else a person could have seen him in. He was a stud. Yeah, he I, was incredible. So what a casting move. Right. Like to pull this guy out of obscurity. I don't know who discovered him, but Jimmy Mo of Tanakh. He was a stud. That was great. Yeah. So a lot of great things in this movie, a lot of good things. It took its time. It was a slow burn. I don't think it ever I don't think it ever ramped up in terms of intensity. It stayed at a pretty steady pretty pace. steady pace. Um I wish it would have had a ramp up. I did not feel like that ever occurred. Some might disagree, but that was my point of view. Uh, the character of Riri Williams, I think, was good enough. Um, I, I wasn't blown away by her character, but I think they gave us enough to where I am looking forward to seeing her in future. Marvel, in you know, in this case, she'll get a show, but also in Finally, future movies. Yeah, but I thought like, she was great. But like that. Her getting a show makes absolutely 100% sense. Mm -hmm. They set her up enough. They yep. kind of tease her a little bit. They're like, okay, this is this is kind of who she is. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense why she's here. Yep. It's It doesn't feel like a, like a oh, we ought to put her in here. Like yep. It's like, oh, this is a smooth transition. You know, you already set her up as a genius. She gets a sweet suit. She does her job. <laughs> and then she goes home. And it's like, you know what? I understand her getting a show. I may go watch her show because I actually enjoyed her as a character. Yep. Instead of Echo, who is just kind of thrown in there. Right. Because they're like, oh, we need her because she's getting a show before anything. And then you're like, they forced her in there. They threw her in there because they're like, we need all these different characters in here. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And you're like, why? I, I, there, you didn't give me enough of her to be like, yes. Echo. Who's also, like, it's, it. Well, I think so, there's a difference, right? I think the pattern, and, and we'll get into this later in this pod, but I think there's a pattern of when a character has been introduced in a movie and then they are given the opportunity to be fleshed out further in a show, that has typically been a stronger show than it is with a character introduced in a show and now also getting their own show. I think there's there's a pattern there. So we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, Dominique Thorne, who played Riri, Great. Looking forward to seeing more of her. I'm excited um, for her show. I'm genuinely excited. Yep. That's yep. something I'm I'm gonna actually go take time and watch probably. Yeah. I I was I'll tell you what, I, I was impressed. Something that I didn't feel was agenda driven. I think it was very organic with hey, these are just the characters that are left to us with Killmonger having been uh Taken down, killed by T'Challa in the previous Black Panther movie. And then, of course, T'Challa being out of the picture. Um, this was a very female-driven movie. And it wasn't a distraction. To me, it wasn't a... It wasn't an, a, And by distraction, I don't mean, oh, it's only ladies. I mean, it didn't feel like I was being forced into an agenda. It was just, no, these are the characters. Right. This is who's here. I would have enjoyed seeing more of M'Baku just because I could watch Winston Duke playing M'Baku in his own solo movies, hey, probably like five of them, man. before I was Give like, that. okay, 
guy is give me sweet. something else. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wish he would have been uh, powered up. I wish he, he is so flipping charismatic. I just wish he would be given more. But I don't think he was. I don't think he was cheated. Right. I mean, there's only so much screen time to go around. So you could have given him more. He just chews up every scene that he's in. And I think that void of or that lack of T'Challa just made me that much more hungry for that. Just that I'm just going to call it just a, a male presence, right? Where it's just, again, you got Namor, then here's the dog on the Wakanda side. So wish there would have been more of M'Baku, but to bring it back, I thought it was a really unique thing that we were watching in that you have a movie that is driven by actors and actresses that are people of color. And not only that, but females, I thought that was pretty special. I can't think of another movie that I've watched where that has been the case. And I'm not an agenda guy, but I just thought it was well done. And so worth, worth calling out, worth recognizing. Angela Bassett is a badass. Her she, I said Namor carried it. She also carried it. Truth. I need to give her a little Truth. bit. Need to give her that respect as she well. She carried a lot in this movie, didn't she? Crap. Yep. I was like, yeah, yep. this is this is the mother of Wakanda. You bet. This is the queen. You bet. I was like, this is awesome. So she the she scene did, where she's amongst the other world dignitaries and she is uh, letting them know a hard pass on the intimidation. We're we're fine. That <laughs> was awesome. That was that was clutch. And then that was even, killer. like even her like last moment was saving someone else. So yes. it was like mm. she had her own little hero mm -hmm. moment. So Yep, saving Riri. Yeah. Yep. It was great. No, yeah. she did great. I I like Shuri. I think I think her being around is gonna be awesome too. And then obviously Okoye is, mm -hmm. is solid as well. Yeah. She had her own Okoye had a great character arc, I thought. I agree. in this movie. It, yep. It, it it went well. Yep. That was a lot of fun to see. Let's get let's bring it back into into the Namor piece. What did you think of his of his backstory? Dope. Mm. That's the best way. That's like the best way I can sum up. No, no, that dude is a that dude is a savage. Oh my! He, he is a dick, and I that's what I asked for, and I think I got it, and I think we're only on the tip of the iceberg yep. of how. Yep much of a dick he can be because even at the end he's like yeah but now they're kind of our friends mm -hmm. and we can manipulate that and it's mm -hmm. like it's like okay. yeah th yeah there's not okay. this altruistic yeah i've got this new best friend named sure you know we're no. gonna be we're gonna no. be tag team it's like i think i got the upper hand on her you I thought know. i lost no 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 no. i'm coming out ahead here it's all for my benefit it's like oh boy what is happening mm -hmm. but i was like okay so yeah no him killing all those uh humans Oh um, and then like no emotion as a child. Oh my! That's uh, that's mm, that's, that's grim. That's psychopathic vibes, dude. Yep, psychopathic. And then Namor, like the origin of his name, is just like the what was it like man without feelings or something, or the the child without emotions or something like that. Yep, without a soul, something to that yes. extent. As like. Okay, I don't know if he had that origin for his name. No. Back in the comics. No. That's kind of badass. No. So um it's kind of cool that he's always been a badass and is he's almost like He's hundreds of years old. He's like almost immortal. That was right. That was an unexpected 
aspect of his character that he is centuries old, that he is, in that respect, he is as close to the father of his world as you as any character that we've seen, right? Like we've seen deities in the sense of, hey, Thor is the god of thunder. He's the ruler of, uh, excuse me, he, Loki, Odin, they're, they're the gods of Asgard. But this is a different, almost more intimate level of, uh, he, he's, he's dad. Like he's great, great, great grandpa to all of these, all of these people that he cares for. And I was really intrigued and I enjoyed the intentionality with which they juxtaposed Wakanda and its origins with vibranium and how the, the legend of Namor's world, Talokan was so, so similar. It's like hearing the story of Wakanda, but in Namor's version, right? right. In this Mayan version. And I think that was such a just a stark realization for the people of Wakanda to go, wait a minute, like we've we've believed ourselves to be unique for this to be our story, our way of life. And we come to find out that, well, there's there's this other nation that's doing the same thing and has been doing the same thing for a very long time and exceptionally formidable at that. So I thought the backstory was outstanding. It was tragic. So it made the character of Namor, it made sense. And the story did such a good job of showing, right? Hey, here's why he is who he is. He doesn't just monologue and tell us, well, this is who I am. And we have to accept it. It shows it to us. And that's powerful storytelling. It's really well done. Really well done. So I agree. Looking forward to seeing more of Namor uh, in, in future films. What we got in this round one was electric. So absolutely the highlight of the movie for me as well. Yep. I think I think one thing that we have to talk about, it's probably the one of arguably the best part of this movie, is Sherry eating the herb mm -hmm. and the person that she mm. meets is Killmonger, right. which is not how at all how I thought he was going to come back. If mm. he was going to come back, mm -hmm. um, badass moment. Yeah. That moment was sick. I didn't expect him to bring Killmonger back at all, so that was that was quite the surprise. So for quite him, the surprise gosh, to for him to have that moment with Black with uh, with Black Panther. I mean, she is Black Panther, but uh, to, for him to have that with Shuri, I was like, oh, it's like they kind of are. And then she never, to this day, shared who she is in that thing. That was awesome. Right. And I was right. hoping, I was hoping it was going to be T'Challa. Even if, I was hoping at some point, even like when she was about to die in that end fight, I was like, you have got to show him. You've got to show him. Even, even yeah. if he just like shows his face and says, Shuri, and that's it, because that's, uh, that's what you had to work with. Perfect. It would have been Awesome. I think that would have been icing on the cake if we could have seen that visual of him. Because I was hoping that we would see her interact with him in, in some way, shape, or form yep. in the spirit realm. Yep. Even if it was just him in the background. Like I know they, they used uh qu the queen, but yep. like yep. it would have been cool to see him behind her or something in that that line. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Killmonger. That was a twist I didn't know I wanted, mm. but was like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I thought that was well structured to help, again, show us how dark of a path Shuri was on, right? For right. her to be adopting the the way of Killmonger, the the greatest enemy that her brother had known. Like that's that's when you know you've gone over the dark side where you're going, you know, the bad guy actually sounds pretty good here. I'm doing things his way. Uh, that was really, really effective. Yeah, really effective. Um, okay, we've done a good job, I think, of of highlighting the pros, the positives. Let's let's touch on let's touch on some of the negatives. Just take a brief trip here to Negative Town because there were some what's in this movie that need to be acknowledged. Um, few for me. I'm going to start with this one: the sonic audible move that the Talokans pull out where. Some of them pop out of the water and start singing. Oh, the, like the siren song. Yeah, the siren song was never explained. Like, it's just, hey, how's that work? Yeah, it, it just does. People are just jumping in the water. I. It was kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Definitely I, creepy, though. It was creepy, so it was effective. And it wasn't by any means the, the aspect that, that bothered me the most. But I also didn't understand partnered with that towards the end of the movie when the Wakandans go to draw Namor out of the water, how they use their own sonic weapon. Like, why did that actually impact the Talokans? Like, it just wasn't explained. It just was. And that was that was a little tough, a little tough for me. What about you? Anything sticking out for you? There's a couple more I'm going to hit on. We didn't get enough from Baku. Yep. The fact that that dude yep. didn't get a suit, I am standing by that. Give him, it doesn't have to be comic accurate. The Lord knows it doesn't oh need boy. to be comic accurate. But the because the gorilla on the armor was sick. Mm -hmm. Okay, take it one step further. My boy mm -hmm. needs a power boost. All right, give it to him already. Give, give him like a vibranium. Like every, can we talk about how almost everybody got a power like a suit upgrade except, except for except. I mean, he got Except an upgrade, but it was a slight upgrade, mm -hmm. and it was only because the first one broke because he got punched in the chest. Think about that. That's it was the too only modest. Reason. Right. Too modest. So, like, you know, Okoye got the, the fallen, an fallen Angel, something like that. Yep. yep. Which, those were sick. Reminded me a little bit of Avatar, but sick nonetheless. Okay? I don't know why that reminds me of Avatar, but it does just a little bit. It's great. Okay? But, yeah, that's yeah, why I'm more Mbaku. Yeah, we need, he needed a suit. Okay. Another thing that bothered me, speaking of Okoye, earlier in the movie, when the Talakans come to try and abduct Shuri, and Okoye throws down with a purpose, and she takes the Talakans to task, I mean, took out, what, four of them? Well, yeah. all of a sudden, they, they, they pop up, and they're perfectly fine. Okay, all right, not a problem right then and there. But that was never explained. It was never explored. So then we get to the end of the movie, and the Wakandans and the Talokans are fighting. It's like, well, what, what's the point of this? The Wakandans don't actually have a chance. Hasn't Koye mentioned 
By the way, none of them can die. But we don't understand if that's actually the case. We don't understand if there are some ways in which they can be killed or can be permanently harmed. And in the final fight, it sure seems like there are Wakandans that are taking some Talokans down. But my beef here is that one of the fundamental foundational rules of telling a fictional story is you have to follow the rules of your world, whatever you've established them as being. Now, there's it's, it's a fictional story, so you can do anything. But whatever your rules are, Make it you have sense. to follow them. Yeah. You have to follow them. And I don't think it did that in this in this way where, hey, the rule apparently is that these Talokans cannot be killed. Well, but then they can, but then it's never explained if they if they can, how that is, or why they were reanimated, or were they just playing dead. That was way too thin. Way too thin. And for as detailed as this movie was in so many other aspects of its storytelling, of the design of the world, the costume designs, it's like, how, how are we so thin here? How can we be well layered in so many other ways? And yet, in this very critical way, uh, we're, we're just paper thin. That was tough. That was tough for me. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. The one other big one for me. I know which one. You know. You know. Namor freaking pins Shuri to a boulder with a vibranium spear. Shuri is perfectly fine. I wouldn't say perfectly fine. She kind of limps, but she does do it. She flips. Yeah, she did do a sweet. She did do a sweet front flip. Seconds later, flips over him. I can't do that healthy. Like. Maybe you can convince me that she pulls herself out of the out of the spear, staggers, pulls the spear out of the boulder, and using the superhuman strength, like hurls it at Namor and spears him in the back. But then she's got to fall down dead. I mean, she has been speared, and not in the Infinity War where Thanos stabs Tony Stark, and you're like, okay, well, he stabbed him like to the side. He's gonna be okay. You can rationalize that one. This was like right down the friggin' middle. There's a lot of vital things in that neighborhood. Yeah. And she's just okay? Yeah. What? Killmonger got stabbed in a similar fashion and he was not okay. Yeah, as the artificial herb. He's got some special, oh. special powers compared to the regular ones. Boy, that was that was brutal. Yeah, that was tough. That was brutal. And it's it's such a critical point in the movie like you again you can't be that thin give us an explanation give us something like she pulls out a spare herb crushes it and then like rubs it in the wound We're like oh nice move okay sick planning cool but no she just walks right out of the spear flips over namor and is okay cool fight though it was a great fight it was a great fight unfortunately when that happens you know in movies like this, we're, we're all asked and willingly obliged to suspend our disbelief. This this was uh, this was distracting. This was unbelievable, and I don't mean that in a whoa amazing. I mean that was ridiculous. Yeah. See, I thought I was going to complain about the winged feet, but they actually made the winged feet the work. The winged feet the were filthy they, awesome. It worked. They it, leaned right into it. His powers made sense. His weaknesses made sense. Mm-hmm. As, mm-hmm. 
They confirmed they established the rules. They confirmed right? he was a mutant. Yep. I was like, okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Mm -hmm. I, I was worried about the winged feet. I was. But I, I really don't have that many complaints. They just leaned into it. They said, I, I was born with winged feet. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Other than that, I really don't have any complaints. Yep. That's, yeah. I thought it was weird the FBI was going after him for a little bit. But like, I, at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah, they're like... She, she like built all this stuff that wasn't good. So it was like she's building their vibranium finder. So it was right, like right. at the same time, I'm like, that oh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not sure how necessary any of the Everett Ross involvement proved to be. Him or Val. Or Val. I was confused what with her presence. And but she's like, we know she's like the leader of the CIA, yeah. FBI, yeah. one of them. That that was clearly a Hey, remember these guys are out here, like trying to yeah. provide a thread back to the uh, the wider MCU. But I think it'll make more sense in Thunderbolts because I think she probably wants yeah. her hands on some vibranium. Yeah, maybe give U.S. Agent his own vibranium shield. Yeah, it didn't like. On the one hand, I'm I'm not certain that it detracted from the movie, but. I don't, it, it didn't, I'm not sure how it benefited the movie either. It was just a net neutral. It's like, okay, that yep. was there. Yeah. Yep. We know we're in the MCU. Also Thanks the, for the reminder. Also the weird thing that they're like, yeah, we're like ex-husband and wife. And then the little like. Yeah, why? Yeah, I was like, why? It felt odd. That it felt, felt like forced. oddly placed. That, that and then they were forced. like flirting, but they weren't flirting. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, I knew you were full of shit the whole time. I was mm -hmm. like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, okay. That was that was tough. Yeah, a little forced there. All right. Anything else before we before we move on? Anything else you want to hit on on the Wakanda Forever front? I think that hits it. Yeah, I think that hits it. Good movie. Solid. Good Solid movie. movie. Not a not an all time great like the original Black Panther, but a, a worthy worthy sequel. So, all right. Well, with Wakanda Forever's release, my boy Riles, we have come to the end of phase four and a full phase it has been in terms of quantity i would like to take advantage of this opportunity as we have been patient waiting for this moment to now pull the lens back and say okay now that phase four is over what did it get right what did it get wrong and perhaps most importantly where do we go from here so your thoughts, phase four. What did you enjoy about phase four? What do you think that it got right? Well, first of all, they set up Kang. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he's gonna be he's gonna be a threat. Correct. You know, I think they've really touched on the fact that the multiverse is kind of is out there. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man did a really good job out of all the out of all the ones bringing in the multiverse, I didn't think it was gonna be Spider-Man. Wow. Um it really f feels like the theme for phase four was just trauma. And I said that before, but like it and like it started with trauma. It ended with trauma and it was mm -hmm. trauma all in between. Mm -hmm. So. Interesting. Um, I haven't. Obviously, you, I haven't seen everything in phase four. You haven't seen everything in phase four because we haven't seen werewolf by night. You and I haven't. Correct. We haven't seen Miss Marvel. You and I haven't. I Correct. still haven't seen She-Hulk, and I almost at this point I kind of refuse. 
keep um, that keep that void in your life. Right. I'm kind yeah. of there. Yeah. Um, so outside of those three, like it's just kind of some status quo changes. We have a new Captain America. We have mm. we had the arc of Wanda becoming a villain and now she's dead. Um, so that's another Avenger off the market. <laughs> um like I'm just trying to think of we have Hawkeye. That's our only Avenger. He's hanging around. Around. Hard right? to kill him and Hulk. Because otherwise it was all, it was like trauma and it was like legacy. So we have a yep. new Black Widow. We have pretty much a new Hulk in the sense of She-Hulk's probably right. going to be taking over more in that sense. We have a new Hawkeye coming in. Sure. Whether or not, like, we'll see how long Clint is still there. Yeah. But like, it felt like it was a lot of mantle passing. It's like a, it's almost like a transition phase in yeah. a sense of like, yep. okay. Yes, it's a bridge s- phase, right? right? Like it, we have to move on from from what was that original story arc came to a really crisp conclusion. And so now we're jumping into or trying to get to that next that next chapter, that next part of the story um, that takes time to build or rebuild the world. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and yes, it was a little rushed and I think COVID might've put a little damper in that. Sure. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Impacted things in the, on the production side. No question. But hopefully now they'll take their time and a little bit with phase five. I don't think it needs to be in two years. I think it can be a three year four-year span if you want it to be yeah i don't think there's any reason to be rushing it and i think no No. so hopefully they take especially with their shows they need to take their sweet time with their shows so i mean yeah that's that's where i'm at i think i think it's a very i think it's a trans a transitional phase yep and it's just it's very it's so trauma focused it is mm. so trauma focused because Scarlet Witch Vision dies. Yep. Falcon's deal. Falcon and the Winter Soldier are dealing with Captain America's death. Right. Uh, Shang Chi's mother died. Yeah. Right. That one was kind of like Spider Man typical- Far From Home. Oh, Aunt May dies. Yeah. No Way Home. Aunt May died. That was. Yep. That was. I'm sorry. Traumatic. I say far from home. No way. No, home. you're good. Yep. Thank um, you. Shang Chi's felt more like natural because it was like, <laughs> well, and let me just say this: like Shang Chi's. Like there has like, to be tragedy, right? Right. This is this is a hero's story. They yeah. lose someone important. In this case, it was his mother. Yeah. He didn't really know who his father was. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for that transition, I was like, that. Well, makes what he knew sense. about his father wasn't. Yeah, wasn't right. great. And he's a dick. So. Yeah, but Aunt May dies. So you. And it was Oof. brutal death, by Oof. the way. Brutal. Yeah. Um, Loki is dealing with all his trauma and himself. You know, Black Widow had the trauma. Yeah, Loki's almost its own animal, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Black Widow is too, kind of. And then... Hawkeye's dealing with the trauma of the of being a surviving member of the Avengers with Black Widow having passed. Right? Yeah. Black Panther dealing with the death of, of T'Challa. Yeah. Um. Thor. Very loss, yeah, trauma loss oriented, right? right? Jane Foster's have Jane Foster having cancer, mm. and maybe mm. maybe I'm crazy. Maybe 
all hero movies have a little bit of trauma, but this just felt felt a little heavy. Heavy. Sure. I mean, Moon Knight, dissociative identity disorder, dealing with that, and then his terrible mother, his awful mom. No wonder he had dissociative identity disorder. Lots of his brother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he almost died like twice. So my point is lots and lots of trauma. So hopefully, and to be honest, it feels like Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to keep going down that lane because I think uh, think, uh, old Scotty's going to get his ass kicked. I think Kang's going to kick some ass. I don't think Kang is going to get beat in that movie. I think he's going to be doing the beating, and then he's just going to kind of F off in a sense, you know? Could entirely happen. Yeah. Yeah, I I think this phase, it's hard. It's almost difficult, and with the benefit of some hindsight, I think I'll have a more a more solid grasp of what phase four was meant to be. All I can say right now or speak to is what it feels like in this moment. Right. Right. So it is version two of phase one. So I'm thinking back to phase one where you had the original Iron Man movie, Iron Man 2, first Captain America movie, the first Thor movie. Eventually, we finally get to the first Avengers movie. And at the time, like I, I didn't come away blown away by the first Thor movie. I didn't come blown away by the first Captain America movie. But as more of those stories were developed and revealed in phases two and three, I've enjoyed going back to Iron Man 2, Captain America, the first Avenger. Heck, even Thor, which still isn't great. But even going back to that movie, I, I can appreciate and enjoy those particular movies more because I know what comes next. And so I can, yeah, just enjoy their origins more so than I did the first time watching those movies. Like, for example, seeing the relationship between Steve and Peggy, knowing how critical that relationship becomes and remains, I should say, for him throughout his character arc. That's beautiful. Like, that's really much more enjoyable than it was the first time I watched that movie. So there's there's going to be... I think opportunities for a lot of what we saw in phase four to be enhanced by what comes after it. This felt like a foundation laying phase. Now, it also was too much quantity. It just was because I don't know what I'm supposed to actually focus on as a fan. Like We were all over the dang place. In one phase, I mean, you have Eternals. Etern- like that, that has to be perhaps the most forgettable <laughs> Marvel movie that there is. And I don't mean in the sense that, hey, it wasn't good. I mean forgettable in the sense that if nothing ever comes from that, who would know? Who would remember? Right. It was so disconnected from everything else. And yet then you have the very much connected, the Hawkeye show, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, the WandaVision show, Loki, like these legacy characters that are continuing to progress into phase four. And so it at times felt, just felt like it did not know how to navigate what it needed to be. And and something that you brought up that I, I don't like about comics 
is when you have other individuals taking on mantles that are held by more popular alter ego. So I don't want I don't want Sam Wilson to be Captain America because Steve Rogers is Captain America. Let Sam Wilson be Falcon and let him be a kick-ass Falcon. Don't put the burden on him of being Captain America. And I say this knowing full well this is just what comics do. This is just not one of my favorite things in comics. Like Bruce Wayne is Batman. I don't want Dick Grayson to be Batman. I want Dick Grayson to be Nightwing, right? right. So that, that's where I'm coming at this from. Like, I don't want someone else being Hawkeye. Let's just do a new character, please. Like, I would rather have a new character. So Moon Knight, okay. I, I didn't love the Moon Knight show personally, but I would rather see Moon Knight than another person shooting trick arrows. That's that's where I'm at with it. So this felt like, hey, we're trying a lot. Marvel is throwing a lot of stuff out there. And I think a percentage of it sticks and has an opportunity to grow and flourish. But there's also, I think, some necessary culling that has to take place where they go, you know what? This character, we can include them, but they need to be kept minor. They need to be kept in a supporting role and lean into the others that can handle more, more screen time, more weight. And, and don't, don't try and continue to meet just the sheer volume, the sheer quantity. Let's, let's winnow down to a healthier amount because this just felt like too much. It's cumbersome, awkward, and like a kid learning to walk. It just felt uh, very uncoordinated at times to me. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you with the mantle passing. Like it's cool to explore for a storyline mm-hmm. or because I know how successful Jane Foster's Thor was. Mm-hmm. And I think Marvel, I mean, Marvel yep. did this in comics yep. 10 years ago, seven years ago, something like that, where every character that was a main Avenger was replaced. Yep. But like yep. at the same time, it was like, if you would have done one, maybe, or two, you did all of them at once, and right. that was where the backlash was. And it wasn't because they were, like, different. They were. It wasn't because they were gender-swapped or race-swapped or any yep. of that. It was all because it was like, okay, well, this isn't, this isn't Captain America, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it felt yep. kind of like it was all happening at the same time. Right. Like DC has done it successful with Green Lantern. They've had different Green Lanterns. And Marvel was successful with it with Spider-Man in the sense of having Miles and having Peter. Sure. But they're all but both of them do so well on their own. Mm-hmm. Like Miles was already established on his own for a while before him and Peter shared the same universe. Right. And like all the Green Lanterns like their whole thing is like, okay, we're a core. There's going to be more than one of us. Correct. That's, that's such so, an organic aspect of those characters. Right. They're, they're literally supposed to be characters in the plural, not character in the singular. Yeah. But even with the Flash, too, you had Wally mm. West and you had Barry Allen, and they're, I think they're yep. both still the Flash right now. But. And I hate, I, I genuinely don't like that. Like, that is awkward to me. I don't care for it. That's fair. Yeah. So this is a personal preference. I'm not saying it doesn't or cannot work. I'm saying for me, it's, I don't need supermen. I want a superman. I don't need Captain Americas. I want Captain America. 
And again, it's nothing against Sam Wilson, the character. I, I loved the show and I thought where he ended up, okay, listen, it made sense. I just, it's not, in general, it's just not for me. I think, I think in a realistic sense, like a lot of those aren't mantles. Mm. Like Captain America mm. has never really been a mantle. Mm-hmm. It's been Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one that's more of a mantle base. Like Batman is not a mantle. Yep. They always are like, who's going to take up the mantle? No one's taking up the mantle. It will end up being Bruce Wayne finding a way to live on forever and forever. stay as Batman. Forever. So it's just, there's not like, technically Black Panther is a mantle. That's an established sure. mantle. Sure. Shuri has been the Black Panther. Yep. T'Challa is usually the main Black Panther, but yeah, they there's also some, it's, it's highlight. woven into the design of the character where there's a legacy there, right? Right. There is intentional, there's an intentional construct that says, hey, this mantle is the great a great word for it like there are multiple individuals that are going to bear this mantle or carry this mantle it just feels like we're forcing it too much like hey we need another black widow and again elena is a great character a great character but she needs to be her own she needs to be elena she doesn't need to be a black widow and see that one's kind of weird because black widow is like the position mm, so it was mm-hmm. like if she hulk went by lawyer you know, yeah, it's kind of one of those weird ones. Black and Widow I, became a mantle, right? Yep. So I think yep. for I think for Black Widow, I because I think Elena ends up being the White Widow in comics. So sure. maybe and, and they kind of hinted at that a little bit with the white yep. suit. So yep. we'll see. Yep. We'll see. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think this was a trying. This is a finding of their way. Uh, we'll see with Phase Five how well they did. I agree with you. I think. The introduction of Kang is one of the certain positive takeaways from this phase. The multiverse, uh, I I don't think we're done with that exploration. I think we're going to enjoy that revisiting of phase four in the future a lot from that particular point of view of, oh, wow, this is when we first found this out about the multiverse, whether it was in Spider-Man No Way Home or Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness or... Oh my gosh, just blanked on Loki. another example. Thank you, Loki. Yep, Loki was such an outstanding exploration I think those of are that. Three. Yep, yep. So I think that is going to be a real, a real strength of this phase, both in the present and in particular in hindsight. Um, and I, I think it's fair to say that this is also going to be one of the just weaker phases as more phases continue to be developed. Something this phase was lacking that each previous phase had was a team-up movie. We didn't have a team-up. We I didn't was have. That, I was thinking that. Right. Right. And so I think it lacked a common thread of here is what we are building towards. It never culminated in a, in a tangible way within this phase. We know we're headed towards team-ups in phase five, but the fact that we didn't get that team-up in phase four I think that's part of what makes this phase for as big as it was in terms of quantity feel like it just lacked cohesion. We never got anywhere. It, it a lot of things happened, but where did we end up holistically? There were some really cool individual character arcs, but there wasn't that unity 
that was so apparent in phase one. Like, hey, we're getting to an Avengers movie. We know that Thor, that Iron Man, Captain America, that they're all going to end up in this same movie for a team up. And at the time, right, that was unprecedented, unheard of. And so it was spectacular when we got to see it. And it was spectacular again in phase two with Age of Ultron. And it was spectacular again in phase three with Infinity War and Endgame and Civil War. I mean, the, the team-ups just became habitual. And so for us to not have a team-up of any sort in phase four, I mean, aside from Wong, Wong, he's the, the he's agent the guy. Olsen he's the agent Olsen. Him and Val he's, holding everything together. Wong is there, man. He's the guy. So I think that was probably the biggest and most clear miss to me. And the sign that there was a really a lack of clear, hey guys, here's where we're headed in this phase. It was just throwing a lot of things out there. And so I hope there's improvement in, in latter phases. And I'll say this, it is difficult. It's really difficult when the expectations are high. And that's something that phase one never had to deal with was high expectations because it was all new to us. The characters, the concept of the superhero movie team up, now we've seen it done and seen it done spectacularly well. Now phase four has to deal with this burden of, well, Marvel crushes it almost every time. So these are going to be absolute bangers. And that's hard. That makes it more difficult to, to meet expectations when the expectations are lofty. I think they can get there in phase five. I think there's lessons to be learned, but it's it's going to take more patience than what we saw in phase four, less quantity, spread these movies out. And we don't need all these shows. Let's pick characters that are actually worth hanging out for five to six hours with instead of so much filler in these shows. There, it just got, it got, it got thin. So there needs to be that common thread. There needs to be somewhere that we're going in phase five. And I think we're going to get there, Riles. So I think so too. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Anything else you want to say in terms of phase four? No. Okay. I'm good. Except we do have one more thing. Well, on that note, it is time for a classic JP and the Beans pop. Five and staying on the Marvel, staying on the MCU, staying on the Phase Four theme, we are going to give you, dear listener, our respective top five movies and/or shows from Phase Four. Our final one. Final one. Final, final one. one. Now that we're we through Phase Four, earlier, yeah, this is it. Some stuff. Yep. So, quick recap, run through of the movies that came out, going in chronological order. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Eternals, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And then on the TV show front, WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, I Am Groot, and She-Hulk. Attorney at law. So a whole batch of content there, Riles. Whole batch of content. We're going to start with number five. You go first. What's your number 
five. Okay, I want to remind people before we get super duper into this. Mm. The last time we did this, I was on my tippy toes, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. Scrambling, yes. trying to figure out what my top five is going to be. Not this time, not this time. Mm. Beans' mind is like a old steel trap up here. Wow. From all the wisdom he's gained in his 24 years of living. Way to go, Beans. Yes, thank you. Way to go. So, at number five. Yep. This list is going to be very different. So, well, mostly different. Number five, I have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Love it. I love how we got my boy Professor X back. We got my boy John Krasinski as as Reed Richards. Yes, we did. We got a lot of good, like, like I said before when we talked about this movie, this was Marvel Mm -hmm. putting their dick on the table and being like, this is what we got. And for that reason, Doctor Strange is number five. Hey. Love the pick. And just to be clear, I never want to see penises on the table. Never. Nor do I. Keep them off. In the Nor pants, please. Nor do I. Thank you. But my point is, they showed us what they got. And it was large. You know, I, I enjoyed the movie. And I remember the group that we went to coming out of the theater Which being, no, being really lukewarm on it. Really really not even neutral but negative and i i didn't feel negative towards it it wasn't it's not going to be in my top five but i enjoyed it i would watch it again i enjoyed it all right my number five falcon and the winter soldier coming in the five spot for me i really enjoyed the buddy cop dynamic between our guys bucky barnes and sam wilson i thought the show really and i mean this in a positive way lacked filler I thought each episode progressed the story. I thought each of those characters grew significantly from where the show began to where it ended. And the bond that ended up forming between those two was very enjoyable to witness. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier is my number five. My number four, another TV show from the early days of phase four, WandaVision. After I got through the first two and a half to three episodes where we could finally understand what in the flim flam was going on, I was in. That hooked me. In particular, the fleshing out of the backstory of Wanda in the second to last episode was one of the highlights for me of phase four, where we get to see her and Pietro growing up watching the TV shows that she eventually bases her fictional life with vision around was really really strong powerful emotional storytelling and the teases that they gave us while setting that we didn't actually get the mutants when we thought we were getting the mutants in that show with quicksilver showing up it was still really clever so i enjoyed wandavision a great deal that's my number four files who do you got? And number four, I have Chong Chi. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a Chong Chi was a nice, fresh, like change of pace when it came out. Mm-hmm. It was different. We got introduced to a new side of Marvel. You bet. With the, the, the Chinese lore. The Kung Fu. The Kung Fu was fantastic. It was. The, the fight, action scenes in that movie were great. The fight on the train was sweet. Yep. Now, was it the 10 rings that I wanted? No, mm, mm-hmm. but 10 bracelets. Yes. Knock off Mandarin. 
Mandarin number two was a lot better than Mandarin number one. Yeah. So I was cool with it. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Yeah. That's where I stand. Good. Number four. Great number four. Right. What do you got for number three? Number three. I got Wakanda Forever. Okay. Okay. Number three. And I know T'Challa's gone, mm. but the characters carried that movie so well. Like we talked about yep. earlier in this yep. pod, Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda, dope. Mbaku, dope. Mm-hmm. Namor, dope. Mm-hmm. Shuri did her thing, dope. Koye, dope. There's one more. Let me come up to it. Riri was Riri was good, but not her. Who was it? Oh, Nakia. Dope. Yeah, I yeah. thought she, we didn't talk about you know her what? very right. much Good call. earlier. Yeah, we oh wow, we she, blazed right over her. Character. I feel like her role in this movie was way better than in the first one because in the first one it felt yep. like she was just kind of a love interest. Sure, this one she's like, oh yeah, you were kind of like our secret agent. She on the flexed. Inside. She flexed. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, all right. So good call on your part. So mm. number three, Wakanda Forever, okay. and the Killmonger twist. Mm-hmm. I like that pick. Well-reasoned. Well-reasoned. My three is Shang-Chi. So similar to your number four slot. And Greed, it felt very fresh. It felt like a really, really well-constructed, so not not necessarily original, but enjoyable origin story. And I wouldn't say that was a strength of phase four, telling origin stories of characters, but Shang-Chi is an exception to that rule in phase four. And I really was delighted by the action scenes. They were terrific. It was a bit ludicrous at times, but not in a distracting way, just more in a hilarious, there's a dude with a sword for a hand. Okay. <laughs> sure. What? It's a comic book movie. Why not? Why not? Um, I think there's potential for the 10 rings to to grow into what we would desire it to oh, be. I think it will. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of hope for the future. It did tease and hint at the multiverse i had forgotten until we're just now just now the like the dark demon beast that they duke it out with at the end right right is allegedly from a different uh different dimension so i I forgot about that uh that particular aspect of it um certainly flawed certainly some you know suspend your disbelief moments of really so that uh katie chick can all of a sudden just ace it with the bow and arrow she, she practiced for 30 minutes? Okay. I forgot there's a dragon fight in that movie, too, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. Just remember that. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, two dragons duped it out. Or right. one dragon and right. one weird it was bat fun. soul-sucking creature. It was fun. So, good movie. Really good movie. Wong had some great scenes in it as well. Absolutely. A lot, lot of, good, lot of good, good positives from that one. So, big fan of Shang-Chi on my end. So, my number two, Loki. Huge fan of that show. Now, it didn't, I'm still frustrated that it did not resolve in a, for me, satisfying way for the end of the season. Like, it ended, it's like, you can't end there. You can't. Like, there were so many questions that the show in season one had raised that did not receive a tangible, satisfying answer. But I understand it's, one chapter of more to come, but I, I was very surprised with how much I enjoyed the show, how much it gripped me. It's exploration of the timekeepers 
the character of Kang reveal in the last episode, Owen mother-loving Wilson remains a delight and a national treasure. And the second to last episode where we get the various forms of Loki from other universes and the scene where the classic Loki is constructing this well, construct of Asgard was, was pretty powerful, pretty good stuff. So really, really enjoyed Loki. It was clever. It was in depth. Again, I, I knock it for the lack of resolution at the end of the season, but I love me some Owen Wilson. Hard not to love it. That's my number two. So my number two wasn't even on my list the last time we did this because I didn't think hard enough. And Good I look back as like, it had probably arguably one of the best fight scenes in all of phase four. I got to take Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm -hmm. at number two. Mm -hmm. The fight scene with Falcon and Bucky mm -hmm. with US agent and Aztec. Wow. That fight for the shield, phenomenal. Um, US agent, you know, actually kind of had a like a like a okay this this arc makes sense yes kind of going down the crazy path Developed i enjoyed well. i enjoyed his arc way more than flag smasher yep. who's the most forgettable person in there yep. that's yep that's just how they did it um but like him and even the relationship with his partner I thought was really cool. Agreed. Yeah, no, that, totally agree. Because that was what kept him grounded. Yeah. In a sense, was yeah. his buddy. Very and much as so. soon as he lost his buddy, yeah. it's like, oh, dude, I get it. Yeah. Like, you lost your best friend. I get it. Yep. So. It was well constructed. Yeah, right. So those fight scenes, I'm taking, I'm taking that at number two. Hopefully, Bucky becomes the white wolf. I, that, 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 you bet. Tonight. That's what I'm looking for. You bet. To. We're going to get some of that action. There's no question. There's no question. Okay. Is there any doubt what our number one is? I mean, not really. There's not. No. No. At the same time? You bet. Three, two, one. Spider-Man. I was going to say Black Widow, but I the words didn't come out of my mouth. <laughs> no, Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> I totally wet the bed there. I couldn't eat. My mouth. Red Guardian. My, my mouth. My mouth didn't even want me to process that. That's where that went. It's yeah, incredible no, Spider stuff. Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow. Not even close. It, it's not. that. It, it's it's at the top, and it has, ever since it came out, we said it at the time, and it has remained a distant number one. Not to, even close. No, to everything else. It's, it is as good as it gets. And we said that when it came out. We're saying it still here today. I still can't believe it happened. Like It's been long enough since I've rewatched it. I need to watch it again just to remind myself of how majestic it was and is. It's real. They brought in Toby. They brought in Andrew in an organic way. They brought our Peter Parker from the MCU somehow. I still am just amazed at how they did this, Riley. But they brought him almost like to his roots, like to an origin of, oh my gosh, he's, he's an unknown. He's not Tony Starked up. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Incredible. They broke him. Incredible. And fantastic. And he came back stronger and better than ever. And, you know, it's the, the craziest part, okay? When you think of the original Spider-Man trilogy, you're like, best villain. You're like, Doc Ock. 
by far mm-hmm. than Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. And they all came back and William Defoe's like, nah, you remember that controversy? I better. Willem was and incredible. He established it. Willem was incredible. From the get go. Wow. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Green Goblin. We f- oh, like that. Green Goblin was good in the Sam Raimi movie. He was but- excellent. It's a dated, it's a dated movie. Like it shows its age. So for him to come into No Way Home, be refreshed, get a second shot, and to rush it. Nailed the insanity. I wow. did so much. Even felt like Electro got a, a bit of like a redemption too. You bet. Like you it bet. felt like everybody was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. This is awesome. And we knew and we were just hangering for some Toby. I was delighted by Andrew's Spider-Man. Andrew was my goodness. Andrew was maybe the best Spider-Man. Oh, my goodness. And of all the Marvel characters from the comic history, we know that Spider-Man is one of the most tragic. Boy, did they deploy that tragedy with devastating effect in this movie. The loss of Aunt May. I didn't see that coming. I didn't, didn't see that coming. I thought for that sure it was happy. I was like, happy 100%. dead. Happy Hogan is dead. He has no reason to be alive. That may be the most unexpected and toughest death outside of Iron Man dying in Endgame that I've personally seen in the MCU. Natasha dying in Endgame, tough, very tough. But for me, but you, you could see that one coming. You knew, okay, Natasha or Clint has to die here. This was, this was hard. This was hard. This was an innocent, like, Aunt May's not fighting anybody. This isn't her fight. So for her to die and to take on the Uncle Ben role, that was quite the inversion. It caught me by surprise. And I'm still, I'm still shaken by it. And it, it worked so it well. Was. It was very effective. Very effective. And just to have like... Oh, man. Because if you think about the comics, every time Peter has almost lost May, almost lost her, that's usually when he loses his shit. Uh-huh. And like it... So it followed comics. Yeah. And that it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. No, Peter Peter might kill him. Peter might actually kill him and it would be kind of justified. Yeah. <laughs> like insane. Yeah. It, it, was, it was incredible. It was as good as the MCU can be was as good as superhero movies can be and for all of the the dis what i'm going to call the unfulfilled potential of phase four spider-man no way home is going to consistently stand at the top as a beacon for here's what we can do here's the best that we can do shoot for that because that was an unprecedented combination of the fresh character of Peter Parker in this particular iteration of the MCU and the legacy of what had come before and it enhanced it did not detract from it enhanced the legacy and that was that was majestic I'm not sure how we'll see that topped it's just it's insane to think that we got a Spider-Man movie where I'm like I want more from each one of those Spider-Man compared to the fact that we might have three Batman and I only want to see one again. And it's like, (laughs) like 
and two of them you're like why are they even batman you know oh, it's like whatever yeah. but it was great because i don't need to see another batman with ben affleck no no you want to give me amazing spider-man 3 i'm mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. i will be there and i'm sorry i didn't support you sooner andrew that's that's my apology to make from from me to you i will always i think he'll receive it i think he'll receive it so so there you go well there's our top five from phase four uh again it, it's been quite the phase a lot to a lot to digest and looking forward to seeing what comes what comes next uh for all of the again for all the unfulfilled potential i think there's going to be a lot there's still a lot to look forward to in phase five and i do think that lessons will be learned and applied as we see phase five unfold i think there's going to be some trimming back on the tv show side that that's my that's my prediction and i'm looking forward to seeing what comes next my man it's gonna be great so i'm ready you bet hey anything else you want to hit we've been we've been hammering away for a bit here i think that's it yeah well thanks for sticking with us folks we appreciate it yeah um on that note Go check us out, YouTube, Do JP it. and the Beanstalk, TikTok, Magic Beans Productions. If mm-hmm. you like listening to me and you want to yes. hear me in a more unfiltered environment, even than Get now, because I said- Get I, that straight I, beans. I mentioned wieners like a couple of times today, so- Wow. I, I apologize. Beans um, right out of the field, not even canned, not even bagged. These are just field <laughs> beans here. Field beans. Uh, go check out Cloudy with the Chance of Beans. And then, uh, oh man, what else I got? I think that's it. That's it. You did it. You crushed it. it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Look forward to seeing you after the holidays. You bet. God bless.